So all but one um, had parents in intact marriages and only two moms worked during elementary school. Um, okay, I think this is another thing that's really changed. It, at least um, in the Mamzels, we thought girls who were sexually active were cheap. And we looked on them as the cheap girls and we were the good girls. So um, I, I think that's something that's really changed nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Damn Were we something? <laughs> we were a little backwards, actually. <laughs> but it's, it was kind of sweet. I mean, it was, I mean, the, the worst thing I could think of in high school is, do you think someone French kisses? Oh my God, that was the worst. <laughs> but some, Peggy, you told me that at some reunion, some one, I don't know, Mamselle, went ding, ding, ding on her glass and said, I have a confession to make. I did it in high school. Do you remember that? Hey. No, <laughs> it wasn't you. <laughs> Do you remember that story? No, I don't. No, I don't. Maybe it wasn't you who told me. Well, what, what about the guys? Did you think that too, that um, girls who were sexually active were tainted in some way? Uh, no, they were desirable. <laughs> that is exactly my words. Yeah. Desirable. Desirable and preferable. <laughs> ah. well, Gail, can you allow us to rename ourselves so you don't have to do it? I want to put my last name on there and uh, you don't have that function turned on. I, I see names. No, you're not allowing me to put my last name on there. I can't rename myself. Um, that means me, you have to do it or I'll have to log out and rename myself okay. and log back in. Um, uh, okay, mm. rename. Okay, and what's your last name? I'll type Spiegel. it in. S-I-E-G-E-L. Okay. Spiegel. Spiegel. Okay. Um, Kent just came in when we were talking about sex. No, S-P-I-E, not okay. S-I-E. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, I didn't put on there where I was from either, Gail. Okay. All right, we're good. Um, no, no, P like Paul. <laughs> okay. But that's why you should turn that function on so we can all rename ourselves. Well, if I knew how to do that, I would definitely do it. Oh, okay. Not a big deal. <laughs> so, Henry, spell it again for me. S-P is in Paul, I-E-G-E-L. P is in Paul, yeah. Hi. Hey. I can't. Where are you I coming can't. in from? Excuse me, why? Where, where are you? I'm in Los Angeles, in Culver City, actually, right now. That's so interesting to me that, that Joel R. is the only person who moved out of state. And the majority of people stayed um, in, in the Southern California area. So, Kent, we're doing a little poll. Um, did your mom stay at home at least while you were in elementary school? Yes. 
Did your parents? Oh, well, well, wait, excuse me. She worked also, but she was always home when we were home. Did your parents stay married to each other? Uh, they did for a short amount of time. My father died uh, when they were married, maybe seven years or eight years. I, me and my sister were four years old, and she never remarried. Mm. So none of our parents divorced was the point. Um, then we said the, the, the women, we, we thought of girls who were sexually active in high school as cheap. And the men who spoke up said they thought of them as desirable. Do you want to tune into the, our double standard? Well, there should never be a double standard. But was you know, there those, then? Uh, yeah, you know, those uh, girls, they weren't cheap. They were, you know, for one reason or another, they got pregnant. <laughs> 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 well, I think we know the reason. Um, okay, my next question for our little poll is, did you know anybody in high school who was anxious and depressed? Yes. We're okay, you can go to your reactions thing and put up a raise hand or something. Um, so Kent is the only one, anybody else? Oh. Um, Judy, who, who did you know that was depressed? I mean, you don't oh, have to see their No, name. no, I, I didn't. I, was looking, I thought I'd click the lowered hand, but now I don't have it on my, I can't <laughs> find it anymore. But no, I didn't know anybody who was depressed. I thought everyone was happy. Yeah. It, it, it's really well, a Well, I think that there were some that hid it. Absolutely. That were anxious and depressed, but hid it from everybody else. Mm -hmm. Because I knew a couple of people that um, seemed to be. Did that diagnosis even exist in our day? Say that again. Did that diagnosis even exist in our day? Yeah, right. I, yeah, I don't. I don't mm -hmm. think so. I know, not, not to my, not to my knowledge. So. No, I didn't. No, they didn't think children could be anxious and depressed. Yeah. I didn't become conscious of it until I got anxious and depressed, uh, which, which came about in my graduate school years. Mm, that'll do it for you. Um, and now it's it's a crisis among young people. It's another. Did anybody have any thoughts as to? Oh, hi, Frank. You're you're muted, so you can unmute. Um, anybody have any thoughts about why we weren't anxious and depressed, and young people today are? We didn't have time. I think, I think we were. I think there were people who were anxious and depressed. It wasn't just acceptable to go ahead and acknowledge it. But they it. didn't want to show it. So now we're all depressed. I don't think the demographics have changed that much. It's just now more socially acceptable to express it. I also think yeah. things are more complicated today. Things, That's right. Um, Every, everything was simpler in our day, I think. Yeah. Take me back to the era of the Cold War. <laughs> um, yeah, now, now they worry about the planet being destroyed with climate change, countries divided mm -hmm. red and blue. Um, you they better stop. You better stop 
You better stop listing those things. Why? Well, because they're too numerous. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get more depressed. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that, that uh, more babies were lucky. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we grew up in a much easier time. You know, right now, there's probably more opportunities for the few that are willing to kill themselves by studying and by excelling and stuff. But uh, I mean, life was easier and it was more fun in the past. I think so, too, because we got to go outside and play and, and yeah. our parents were not so worried about us being outside and playing and I mean I walked to school or took the bus we all did yeah we all did parents weren't as involved as they are today yeah, yeah. And, when uh, we got home we had a we snack had and then we left we hiked around rode our bikes came home at dinner the yeah. moms were home so you could drop in at other people's houses it was not nobody worried and before bikes, we walked and there were underpasses. They've all been closed because they're not safe. Oh, yeah. Oh, under uh, Beverly, uh, Santa Monica Boulevard from Emerson, I remember it. Yeah. Hmm. By the Mormon Temple. Yeah, yeah, I went to Emerson too. Yeah. Okay, how about this yeah, question? I went to Emerson. I went to Emerson. In, in high school, you regularly went to church or synagogue. You had some kind of religious instruction. You put up a I little, did. Put up a little something. Why don't you put up a heart? Um, we went to the Church of Religious Science. See, I wonder if that's changed too. Because like Oh, it's changed tremendously. A third of us. Oh yeah. We're yeah. Joel, Joel R., what, what do you know about that in terms of church? Well, I know that it's dropped. Religious attendance has dropped. I, I had uh, very little involvement with religion until after college. Uh, but it was, it was in, uh, not long after college that I began to want to explore my roots. And, uh, and that led me deeper and deeper into uh, studying Jewish tradition. Mm -hmm. Well, and, uh, I was always an active um, Mormon, and um, I went on a mission for our church in the southern states, and I um, graduated from Brigham Young University, and I'm still active. I went through a period where I was not, where I played, but, um, but I'm back very strong hmm. i was very active at the jewish youth movement in uh, nifty in high school okay sherry and i were weren't we sherry we were active brentwood presbyterian church right <laughs> okay. remember those prayer meetings we used to get up at 5 30 or 6 and go over to your house and yes remember that Yes. Yeah, breakfast meetings at six o'clock. <laughs> that was early. Well, there was only one other Mormon in our class, and that was Sue Ellen Glad. Yeah. Are you in community? She lives in Utah now. 
Yeah, Are you in communication with Sue Ellen Glad? Yes, I am very much. Please tell her Kent Goodman says hello. Same here. I will. I will. I'm surprised that she didn't join us. Um, she was going to. Um, next question. Your political views became more liberal in college. Uh, if it's if it's a yes, you can do something. Well, mine were always liberal. Well, I voted for Kennedy, John Kennedy. My, my, <laughs> my father thought George Bush was too liberal. So I, I didn't have, I had a far right to go from to when I was at Berkeley. Um, so that, that was maybe half of us said yes. Yep. Um, okay. I don't know if I more liberal. What, Frank? I don't know if I became more liberal or was just you always were as liberal. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I was always you, conservative yeah. and stayed that way. Gail, how about you then? Did, did did your political stance change? Oh yeah, I went to Berkeley in the '60s. Please, oh. they're, they're going to change. <laughs> The people from Berkeley came down to UCLA and influenced me greatly. Mm. Mm. I was at Berkeley also. Mm. Who's, who, did Joel say that? Yeah, me. Oh, well, we were there at the same time. Yes, we a, were. I was a tri-delt for a couple of years till I got uh -huh. um, my, my daughter was a tri-delt. <laughs> uh, you stayed in the same career field most of your life. Is that if it's true? Give us a hands up with on the reactions thing. Yeah, I did. Um, I've I've always taught. Uh, I was in the camera business for a hundred years. The piano business. Cameras. Cameras. Photography. Except you, for my, except for you, my job, which I got from Joel Rosenberg. <laughs> My daughter just gave me something where I have to put stories about early history. And so I just I just finished writing that Joel Rosenberg helped me get my first job <clears throat> papers on the corner of Lindbrook and uh, Westwood. I think it was Lindbrook. Oh, my gosh. Oh. That's right. <laughs> that was my first job, too. Yeah. Well, you turned <laughs> it to me or when I worked with you. I don't remember. But <laughs> um, just a couple more questions. Um, overall, you haven't had any major health issues. So no major health issues is a, some kind of icon. What do you call major? I have. I've had some major well, then, health oh, issues. OK. I'm in a mobility scooter now. Hmm. I, I had an accident when I was being rebellious on the back of a motorcycle. And oh, he wow. ran a red light on Westwood, oh. Westwood and LaGrange. And he hit, he hit the rear end of a car. He ran a red light. And um, I have had physical different, I walked for many, many years, but um, about 20 years ago, I started really having bad health issues. And now I've had two knee replacements, three shoulder replacements, and one hip replacement. 
Wow, you're bionic. So I'm woman. going to be the trionic woman. <laughs> so you're, you're you're the only one who's had major major. Uh, I, I've had something. I have what's called seronegative spondylopathy, and what that means is I have um, an autoimmune disease that attacks my spine, and I'm on um, a medication that prevents that. And um, I'm functional. I have severe arthritis. I'm in pain most of the time, but I can control it. And but I am very susceptible to COVID. Even though I've been immunized, I've got to be very, very careful. Mm. And, and I am. Mm. And I had a career. I had a career-ending medical issue. So. Right. Okay. So they have that's. <clears throat> Um, Can I say something to Jeffrey right now? Sure. Jeffrey, uh, it would be to your advantage because of your health to tune in on Saturday mornings at 7 o'clock on AM 710 to a program called The Weekend Warriors. It's, uh, it's delightful. It's given by a... Uh, by a top uh, surgeon for 33 years. He's a, he's a past uh, head of, of, uh, of orthopedic surgery at, uh, at Sinai. And uh, you can call is him. Kapler, and tell him, is it Kapler, his last yeah. name? Yes, yeah, I'm familiar his name, with him. His name is uh, Robert Kapler. Yeah. You can call in and ask him any question about any problem. And uh, and he can give you some good advice. Well, thank um, you. Someone just joined us, and it just says owner's iPad. So um, I can, I'm sorry, I don't know your name, owner's iPad. Can you hear me? Yes. Well, I don't have any video, though. Yes, you do. <laughs> we can we see, see you. you. We, we see you. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, I don't see anybody. Well, Spence Hollinger. Hi, Spence. Hi, Where, where do you live? I live uh, outside of Eugene in uh, oh. Oregon. Mm. You're a second person who doesn't live in California. Yeah, hey. so you see, you see the video though, right? We yes. see you. We, see we you. can see you. Okay. Now we can even recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, um, I've got to run, but thank you very much for putting this on. I've got a grandfather responsibility in about five minutes. So uh, I did send you a email concerning the request that you made about uh, reflecting upon what you would uh, desire for someone when they're 21 years old. Who's speaking? Nice to see yeah. you, Bill. Yeah. Bill. 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 Good to see you, Bill. Good to see you, Bill. Oh. Hey, All right, Grandpa Bill, you didn't send me my weekly allowance. <laughs> That's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> not the first time is not the first time you've missed it either. Bill, just wait for the, the last question: is if you if you were married, you stayed married, not divorced. So that's if you if you got divorced. Um, mm, do to make some kind of little reaction. So one. Wait. Okay. Frank. Am I the only one? No, I've been divorced, but I can't find. Okay, so two. 
We're divorced. So I divorced. never married because oh, I, I could never find anybody to put up with me. <laughs> but you didn't divorce. Okay. All right. No, I didn't divorce. Thanks, Bill. I'll, okay. I'll share your um your good seeing you, Bill. Um, any other questions that you have before we share what what we wish we known at, at 21 that you want to ask the group? Um, okay, so um, anybody want to jump in with what, what you wish you'd known at 21? I, I, I wish I had known in high school more people for my class because uh, we had exceptional people. Unfortunately, we were very cliquish and uh and we get and, and and you know we never made an effort to get to know more and more people that's why i'm so grateful to uh joan klein and everyone who's been to all of our uh all of our reunions and to you gail also remember you can't why what what club were you in in high school kent well, well, well. For a while, I was in, I was in the number one boys club, but I dropped out. What was it? It was, it was the Viscounts. Viscounts. Oh, the Viscounts. Yeah. Yeah, you know the Viscounts. We didn't like anyone who wasn't a Viscount. <laughs> <laughs> the women here were all mamzels, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So wasn't there another girls club? Parisians. Yes. We, we consider them a little cheaper than, faster than we would. <laughs> well, I, you know, and they might be faster in decline, but some of them aren't. Some of them are doing great. <laughs> okay. Um, I, went, I went to Beverly, and so we didn't have clubs. I, I transferred after the eighth grade. Well, that was smart of you. Hmm. Yeah, I miss you guys, <laughs> especially the um, winner group. <laughs> But Kent, why don't you finish? What What do you wish you'd known at 21 that you've 21. learned? In other words, what have you learned in your lifetime? What have I learned? Yeah. I didn't learn this at 21. I, uh, I learned it over the years. I spent many years in Mexico and uh, I went there to become a bullfighter and I became a bullfighter. But I, I had always, uh, uh, you know, wanted to think of myself as being self-sufficient. And, uh, and, and I learned that uh, everyone needs some help. And uh, that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my life. Is to ask for help or give help or both? Well, I've always been a giver and not a receiver. I didn't like receiving because... You know, because I wanted to be real strong, right? And, uh, but I learned that, uh, that, you know, uh, we all need input and help from certain people. And, and the smart thing is to find out, you know, who you get along with, who, who has the skills, the knowledge, and the position where they can uh, be of help because, most people like helping people that they like. Yeah. Um, 
Boy, I understand that, Kent, the giving and being afraid to receive. It made me feel like I wasn't strong enough. And I had to be strong because I was single and had to take care of myself. Right. But, you know, we all need a support group. You know, this, Absolutely. And, and the successful and people. Very grateful for this board I have now. Oh yeah. Congratulations. Um, Kent, do you think men's roles have changed recently so that men are more able to ask for help and be more vulnerable? Well, yes. I think men have always been men and they've always been afraid of to evolve. Uh, I remember my wife and I, we used, we used to go to these fireside chats of Baha'is, you know, and they had speakers and, uh, you know, we went because it was interesting. The people were nice. Most of them were Persian and, and the food was great also. Well, anyway, you know, you know, one speaker was, uh, you know, talking about the Baha'is believe that that uh, people are equal, you know, different races, different stuff. And then they said, and, uh, you know, they they put the same thought down for men and women, that men and women are equal. I couldn't help myself, but I blurted out, that's the best compliment I've ever heard about men, <laughs> that we were equal to women. Okay. Um, let's, let's right. go, but, let's, but we still aren't, uh, you still aren't, no, we're not. Women are far superior to men. How so? Well, they're kinder. They focus more on important things like family and stuff like that. And, uh, and men think more of their ego. Hmm. Um, well, some men are nodding in agreement with that. Um, let's see. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that all men are dumbbells. <laughs> That's <laughs> big of you. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ken. Um, Spence, <laughs> let's go to you. What, what do you wish you'd known at 21? What have you learned? Oh, at the 20, what did I learn at 21? What do you or wish? wish what Did I wish I knew? Yeah. Um, well, of course, there's no, there's no substitute for experience. And I hadn't had the experience that, you know, that teaches you uh, things that you uh, need to know. So I, um, I really, it's a really difficult question to answer. Well, what, what have you learned that you wish you knew then? What have been the big lessons in your life? <laughs> mm, I really don't know. Um, like I say, uh, traveling. Uh, I did a lot of traveling. Uh, I rode around. I drove around the country um, when I was in my late twenties. That was a good experience. So that you know that that um, you know, to, just to see the country. So what have you been your life lessons? What, what have you, um, 
what have been the challenges that you've learned from and had insights from? Aha. I guess I don't think in those terms. I mean, I don't, I, I'm kind of drawing a blank on that. Um, I, um, you know, I've had um, experience, experiences in, uh, in, in, in working that um, have taken me places where I, you know, wouldn't have normally gone. You know where to park. What kind of work have you done? Well, uh, most of my profession has been as a machinist, but I did branch out a couple of times into um, uh, actually a, a recording uh, engineer in Hollywood for a while, a short time. And then um, I did, um, I built uh, products for the motion picture industry for a while. That was sort of interesting. And um, you know, so those are the branches uh, that you know I uh, I took from uh, from the normal you know uh, direction. And did you get married and live happily ever after and have kids? No, I never married. And uh, I've, I've spawned no kids, and I've in, not increased the pollution. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, anything else you want to add if you were advising somebody 21? If I were advising somebody? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they wouldn't listen. Well, that's not the point. <laughs> you know, it's hard to, it's pretty, it's hard to tell young people. Uh, I, okay, an interesting experience I had, um, I was involved with a, uh, the local high school as a mentor for a, a robotics team. And we competed with other high schools um, throughout, throughout the area. And um, I kind of got into being able to communicate with those kids just because we were had a common task, you know. But a lot of uh, kids are really hard to talk to. Hmm. Okay, um, let's see. I'm just going how I see people. Um, Kathy, why don't we um, go to you? What tell us what you wish you'd known at twenty one? You know, I I think um, for me, I spent pretty much my junior high school years and high school years wanting very badly to belong. Um, I was an immigrant. Um, uh, I arrived in this country at a time when I knew no one and um, I just wanted to be part of a group and belong to it. And what I realized throughout my life is how utterly enriched my life has been by not being in one type click and meeting interesting people and all different life and um, I've had many iterations career-wise and um, and just have gathered you know my life is sort of like a wonderful quilt now compared to uh, when I was in high school and um, I agree with who was it who said um, that he wished that he had met more of our classmates while yeah. we were in high school. Um, I just wanted to be with the Mamzelles. 
you know, I just wanted to be feeling safe and, and accepted in a group. Um, and my life has not continued that way. And I'm much uh, enriched by that. So I would say that. I also want to say, because um, Gail, you were talking about what we want, what we want our grandchildren to know. And I would say to them, um, don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid to change directions. The direction you're going in is absolutely taking you in the wrong direction. And be flexible and be and feel free to explore all different things. Uh, don't get stuck. Don't be afraid of change. Um, and um, so I wrote down a few things. Um, and now I've, where is it? Um, what, Kathy, while you're looking, what, you're an immigrant from where? I'm sorry? You were an immigrant from where? Um, I came from France when I was in the A5. I never knew that. Yeah. And when did I meet you, Gail? Um, uh, I went to Emerson and uni. Okay, so because I can, I, I don't know whether you know this, and excuse me, everybody, but our son is named after your brother. Oh, Greg. Your Greg was the sweetest, most wonderful little boy that I had ever met. And I came to stay at your house a few times and I was just enchanted with him. And I always said, if I have a son, his name will be Greg. And it is. Peggy has a son named Greg too. Yeah. Yes, I think Peggy's son was named after mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is so sweet, thank you. He, he passed on three years no. ago. He had a brain tumor, <clears throat> so I, I appreciate so you saying that. I'm yeah. So sorry. Anyway, um, that's it. And the, well, I'll say one more thing, and that is, always be curious. Never deny the opportunity to have a new experience, to go someplace new, to learn a new skill, to experience a new culture, whatever it is. Uh, you know, we have only one go round, I believe, at least the one that we would know about. And just don't not take all those different paths. What, what kind of work have you done over the years? Good question. Uh, yeah, I started out uh, as most of us ladies did, uh, getting a teaching credential because it, we had to have something to fall back on. I was not suited to teaching children. And um, so then I, um, as soon as I could, I went back to school and learned about interior design. And the large part of my career was interior design and space planning. I did homes for a number of years and then went on to commercial work. Um, and then in the last 25 plus years, uh, I've helped my husband who started a jazz festival 28 years ago. And we run a festival and I'm very involved in that, so.
Cool. Great. Um, let's see. So, um, Frank, why don't we go to you? Okay. Since, since you brought up the question, it's been bothering me a little bit as to what what I could talk about. And I think if, if I could go back to my 21st year in, in low or even my 20s, uh, I would have liked to have been uh, a little more independent and a little more uh, less scared to just go out and do things that I always wanted to do. And uh, traveling, uh, visiting Berkeley more often, uh, commuting from home to UCLA, get out there a little bit. So it, I kind of had my own group of friends that I met uh, and kind of stayed within that, that era. So I would have liked to be able to, I guess, get, get rid of the, uh, get rid of the marionettes strings that my father put on me. Mm. Marionette strings, yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming that you did do that. Well, Unfortunately, unfortunately, he died when I was 24, so that freed me. Hmm. And then did you travel and do adventurous things? Well, stupidly, I got married, had a kid, <laughs> and uh, lived an unhappy life for a while, and divorced, got a new wife, and I'm more happily married this time. Oh, good. What did you learn from the first marriage that made the second one work? Uh, to not be so stubborn. Yeah, I married two Tauruses, so, you know, with that, they are the most stubborn of all. And so, you know, give in to the, to the unimportant uh, problems. Um, and then do you have kids? I have one daughter. I have two stepdaughters. We have two granddaughters and two male dogs to make up for all the women. <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, I had a career for 40 years in the camera business and uh, branched out into real estate over the years, and, uh, wish I had done that much earlier. Mm. Um, okay, Sherry, let's go to you. Okay. Um, Who? <clears throat> what, what do you wish you'd known at 21? I think I wish I'd known that I was going to end up working with children like I always wanted to. It didn't seem like it was ever going to happen because it took so long. But I ended up uh, becoming a pediatric nurse and then became the head nurse of the pediatric department in Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital, where I could make all the rules and 
make sure that parents were encouraged to stay with their children and not go home Good. unless they had to. And what else? What else did you do? You do you have you learned? What have you been your big lessons? I got the video. Go ahead. Uh, um, could could whoever's could whoever is having a lot of noise in the background possibly mute for the moment? I don't know who that is, but thanks. Okay. Um, Sherry, um, anything else that you wish you'd known? What have you learned? Your big lessons, your aha experiences? Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Henry, what about you? Let's go to you. Mm. Uh, there's uh, so much uh, that uh, I didn't know when I was younger. Uh, uh, I've evolved. Oops. Uh, I've evolved quite a bit uh, in my uh, own life. Um, uh, one of the latest things is I spent uh, 12 years with the Tibetan monks meditating and I really learned quite a bit about them. I seem to still be teachable and I, I learn a lot of things wherever I go. Um, uh, the uh, the master said I had spent so much time with him that he could ordain me and make me a monk that I qualified, but uh, I had to remind him that I was bringing my girlfriend to all the meditation sessions and ceremonies and chatting and all that. And he said, oh, I guess you're right. We can't do that. So, so uh, but, you know, anyway, I've learned quite a bit from him and you know, from the other monks, calm me down a lot. And how do you deal with the monkey mind? How, how do you get peaceful sitting and contemplating? What's the monkey mind? It doesn't exist anymore. Uh -huh. So when you're, you're meditating, is it without mental chatter it goes away um pretty much yeah wow i'm impressed that's an interesting topic uh, monkey mind you said yeah or are you talking about head chatter yeah or the uh the constant radio <laughs> goes on yeah yeah i think that that uh, prevents a lot of experience um I've been thinking about, uh, I don't feel the same way I did when I was younger because I've got too much head chatter going on and it replaces um, the feelings. Uh, and so I've kind of hoped that I find out before I die that um, 
uh, you know, what happened? You know, wh why don't I, uh, you know, uh, taste the rain or smell the wind? <laughs> and there's a lot of rain right now, so, <laughs> and up in here in Oregon. Uh, not in LA. Send it down to LA. We need yeah, we it. Need yeah, it. okay. They're, they're not going to let us water our lawns anymore. I'll see if I can UPS some down to you guys. <laughs> if you want to know what the, what the rain tastes like, stick your tongue out when it's raining. Yeah, yeah but I got too much uh, other things going on. I mean, I, I, there's something uh, that just, you know, prevents that from happening. Anyway. Well, <clears throat> okay. Um, Peggy. What did you, what do you wish you knew at 21? Um, I think the way my life turned out is just the way I probably figured it would, which was kind of everything fell into place. I would get rid of that. Um, I always, I went to college and then I always wanted to be a teacher and I taught elementary school, um, met my husband in college, we got married, had kids. I mean, my life just has been great. You know, I haven't had any real issues. So as far as what would I share with somebody that was 21 years old, just, um, you know, be, uh, be, be careful when you pick your mate, because, you know, for me, it's for life and it's made everything wonderful, but who's to always know that, that it's going to happen that way. I don't know. I'm not a big talker, so I don't know what else to say. <laughs> uh, what did are you, you Peggy Lusk? Pardon? Are you Peggy Lusk? Yes, I can't. I always liked you. Oh, I liked you too. And I still do. Oh, well, thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, Joni Klein. Uh, and I went to Disneyland one time and um, <laughs> this is funny. I had a crush on Kent and she had a crush on um, Richard Atlas. So we bought hats and we had the guy's names put on our hats. <laughs> so I don't see Kent. Is, uh, he might be gone now, but. Oh my God, he has to hear that. <laughs> I, I hear it, but. I hear it, but for some reason, uh, you guys can't see me anymore. And I don't know how to get, how to change that. But anyway, Peggy, you should have told me in high school. I know, Dang I would you. never, I know. Dang I, you. I was afraid of boys. I, it, it was easier to talk about boys when I was with my girlfriends, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, Kent, uh, Kent, I had a crush on you too. Oh, and, dude. <laughs> Kathy? Who, who did? Kathy. Kathy Stone? Kathy yeah, Kathy Stone. Kathy Stone, you were another person that I wanted to say, I wish I knew you more. Uh, I mean, you're very enlightened. You're a very enlightened person. You're smart. You've, you've learned a hell of a lot. And you're enlightened, so congratulations to you. Well, thank you, Kent. You're so, welcome. Peg, what, did, what have you learned from um, 
raising three boys and oodles of grandchildren. Well, I no Peggy. Just, oh, Peggy. What have I learned? Um, a lot of rewards from it. Um, it's kind of what the way my life has gone. Just they, the kids all live near me, so I spend a lot of time with them. Um, my grandchildren, three of the older ones, are all in college, and they're they could be my best friends. You know, just I don't know, just uh, what have I learned? Just love and um, telling everybody how much I do love them and how important they are to me. And um, I don't know. I feel like I get back what I give, and I give a lot, so I get it back, and I, that's important to me. Great. That's profound. Um, let's see. Excuse um, me, I'm going to interrupt because I have to say goodbye right now. Okay. And uh, yeah. What? Goodbye. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, now I can see you. Okay, and uh, I wish everyone the best. I wish I could spend time with everyone. And Gail, I always liked you an awful lot, also, and I still do. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Okay, Back everyone. Yeah. Everyone, to see you. you. Bye-bye. All our little Bye. secret crushes are coming out now. <laughs> I think I had a crush on you too, Gail. Oh, my God. I was so oblivious. I had no Gail, your boyfriend just left. <laughs> oh, I know. I didn't get a chance to tell him. No, you didn't. <laughs> Um, yeah. Joel, why, Joel, why don't we go to you, Joel Rosenberg? Okay, uh, actually I had my hand up before because I wanted to uh, talk before my wife got home because uh, she went out shopping and uh, she doesn't like me talking about her. But uh, in any case, uh, I just, uh, it's um, mostly, first let me go back to gallery. Um, I think the thing I most learned since age 21 was an approach to relationships. I mean, it, it's interesting to hear people talking about relationships. And um, at the time I was married to my first wife, Louise, and, and uh, uh, it was, if I had you know, known more, even at age 21, uh, I, would, I would know that by age 23, we'd be divorced. And, and um, I don't know, it, it, it uh, was a very uh, uh, turbulent and difficult relationship, and it, it left me kind of embittered toward women. And and uh, I I then kind of plunged myself into seeking sexual experience. And and uh, you know I'd had a little before getting married, but but uh, it, I don't know somehow I threw myself wholly into uh, what amounted to eventually sexual conquest. I mean, and in the course of which I met just incredible. Uh, got to be close with incredible women, some of whom I'm still friends with. Um, and, and, uh, but I, I still uh, uh, pursued a kind of exploitive path that I, that I uh, long since come to regret. And, and um, it wasn't until the late 90s uh, that I met uh, uh, Carol, the person I'm presently married to. We, we formed a relationship by email, basically, although we had met in person uh, not long before that, and and uh, she had written to me because she was uh, working at UCLA and wanted some help. She was taking a, uh, an extension course on uh, the Bible and wanted uh, my help on on uh, stuff related to the Bible. And she 
wrote this exquisite paper about uh, Psalm 139 uh, that uh, I wrote back uh, at just, you know, effusively praising. And uh, eventually we got into just corresponding about our lives. And, and um, in any case, we, we formed a close bond even then. Uh, you know, it's not been ideal. We have fights, we bicker, we, you know, there are all kinds of ways in which, you know, we have our, our, our frictions. Uh, but, you know, I, I began to really appreciate uh, the double X chromosome, uh, you know, the, the uh, thing that makes women who they are. I, I find that Carol is, uh, uh, I call her a tzaddik, uh, which is a term for one of the righteous of the world. And, uh, you know, she got me out of myself. She got me into the neighborhood. I mean, I, I hardly knew my neighbors uh, prior to uh, our, our relationship. Uh, and she made friends with all the people on our block and, and uh, you know, I got involved in social causes related to our town. And uh, I don't know, there were just all kinds of ways in which uh, I began to realize that there's a larger self and, and that, you know, I'm part of that in, in some way. Uh, but that, that is the greatest revelation in my life since age 21, I think. Why did you marry your first wife? Uh, she was beautiful. She was, uh, I don't know, we, we formed uh, actually a very, uh, a very nice initial rapport. Uh, we had both lost our fathers at a tender age. I was uh, five years old. She was four years old. Um, and and uh, so we bonded over that. And, um, and we, I don't know, there were uh, bits of humor that we kind of savored together. Um, but uh, it, it was a very difficult relationship. And she, because she was beautiful, was constantly sought after by men. And she was unfaithful to me kind of uh, 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 in a serial way. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I should have taken that to heart uh, back then uh, already, uh, but I didn't. And, and uh, in any case, I learned a tremendous amount. And, you know, I, I, in, in, in hindsight of decades, I, I still appreciate what I had with her. And, and uh, you know, but, uh, uh, Anyway, it's a it's a sad part of my uh, of my history of relationships, basically. But um, also, she didn't want to be. I, I made a decision while we were married that I wanted to study to be a rabbi, which was uh, you know kind of a spur of the well, it wasn't spur of the moment, but it, it was something I'd been thinking about for a while. And um, I don't know. I, then I applied to uh, rabbinical school in Los Angeles. We were living in in uh, Oakland at the time because uh, of my connection to Berkeley. And um, anyhow, we, we, um, uh, we were going to move to Los Angeles where I was gonna be studying there. And she, uh, I, I think there were other reasons why she wanted to get out of the marriage. And, uh, and that was kind of an, a, an excuse, but uh, it, it, it was sort of the catalyst that broke us up in a, in a, in a specific way, uh, in, a, in, a, in a permanent way. And you didn't have children together? No, we didn't. And that's uh, maybe one of my other great regrets is that I've never had children. And, uh, and uh, you know, that my, the nearest I, I get to that is teaching. And maybe that's why I'm still, you know, teaching at my present age, but I think of them as my children. And I love, uh, you know, playing a part in the formation of their minds and their orientation to the world and getting into their inner life. And, uh, you know, there are all kinds of things that uh, I, I learn constantly from them uh that, that's been a really important part of my life beautiful and i i don't think of the first marriage as a mistake i just think of it as a <laughs> learning it's something yeah. you needed to learn from so it's yeah. a great gift right yeah i agree um let's see uh jenny 
Um, hi, everybody. This has been great. It's been good to see people I haven't seen in a long time. Um, when, when I first heard about this, I told Gail, I said, I, I don't have anything newsworthy to say or any great experience in my life. Like, um, like Peggy, I enjoyed high school so much and I enjoyed all my friends, but like Kent said, I didn't look outside my group either. I wish I had done that. And um, that's a good thing to advise my grandchildren now what I can do, tell them to help them. But um, like Peggy, my life, well, I think I said that already. My life has kind of turned out like I planned it to because I wanted to get married. And I knew a lot of people and had a lot of friends, but I never had the real great love until I met my husband, Gary. And um, that was a, a happy meeting for me. It made everything else I learned in college kind of insignificant because I fell in love and that was the most important thing. And, um, and I've never regretted, regretted the way my life has turned out. It's, uh, I, we have four children, we've, lived, we've had a long marriage now and it's been a very happy marriage and I've had a very happy life. And, and um, that about sums it up. We, we haven't done anything extraordinary we lived a simple life. I worked for 26 years at the university here in Chico, like Gail did, only she was a teacher and I worked in, in the admissions office and had a job that I just love, uh, counseling students who are interested in coming to Chico and looking at their academic records and setting them on a path uh, uh, for graduation. And then ultimately uh, looking at everything and made sure that they completed all the requirements uh, as long and they they met with their major advisors too so that was just a wonderful job and in addition to that I was able to go to junior colleges in the state of California mostly from like Ventura northward and visit them and meet with students in their transfer center and um be able to talk to them. So I enjoyed my life because it, because basically <laughs> what's important in my life and has been important is my relationships with other people. And that included the students <clears throat> I worked with and the people I worked with. And mostly my family who um, I love and all of our friends. And um, so that's all I have. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Gary, my husband, Gary, once told me that when he was in high school, he had a, a high school, a college uh, football coach and the coach set the team down and he said, and this made an impact on me because I thought it was kind of unusual for men to talk to other men in this way. Usually it's, you know, the gung-ho kind of stuff. And he told those boys in high school that <clears throat> if you choose to get married, that's the most important decision you make in your life because you will no matter what you do if you're in a poor marriage or a bad marriage you won't be happy in your other areas of life and and so I, i'm not saying that everybody has to be married but um if you are married it's wonderful to have a happy marriage and i do and i'm lucky for that what would you say 
allowed you to maintain that good relationship with Gary for so long? I mean, it, you know, the, the romantic love, sex, yes. attraction fades. What, what absolutely? That <clears throat> well, I think first of all, we started out. We were very sim. We were very similar. We both had the same values in the way that we thought about life itself, and so we had the same goals as well. And that is to raise our children and raise them in a way that they will be good citizens, or we feel that they're good citizens too. All good children, um, very lucky, knock on wood, and grandchildren as well. Um, I think it takes an effort too. You have to be kind to one another and you have to be patient with another because they, even though our values are the same, you don't, you don't think alike on every, in every situation. And so that leads to fights that you have to forgive and forget and, and get over. And um, if both of you are willing to do that. So it, takes, it always takes two people to, to have a happy marriage. Um, let me see. Um, so that's it. Kindness to one another, valuing your friends. Friends are very important and they'll get you through life too because uh, there's ups and downs and health and situations. Um, my, my, my husband had a stroke three years ago and I thought at the time that life would not be the same, but it has turned out to be the same, the same and even a little better because you learn patience, you learn to be even kinder and take better care of one another. So, um, so I look at Sherry, an old friend from Brentwood School and um, everyone here, it's just been a pleasure to see everybody. That's my common, un uncomplicated life. <laughs> Beautiful. Jeffrey, you're on. And I've enjoyed and I've enjoyed walking with you, Gail. It's more sometimes it's been more like hiking. It's we've had wonderful times together. So that's fun. I love that. Keep it up. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thanks. Gail. Yeah. This is Judy. Um, I'm gonna have to leave in a minute. I have uh, tickets to go see Sound of Music on uh, on stage. Which oh, well, then tell us. Tell great us love of mine is theater. Okay, anyway, Judy, tell us your your what you wish you'd known at twenty one. Um, I wish that I had understood at twenty one, and values were different at the time, and you just assumed that you were going to get married. And I wish I had understood at that time that there was a possibility I wouldn't get buried. And so I, I planned the first part of my life um, feeling like I was going to get married. And so I didn't place as much importance on my career and on saving money and things like that. And at 35, I finally decided that I probably would never have kids. And at 45, I decided that I'd never get married. 
and I started taking my life as a single career person more seriously. But I wish I had known and understood so that I'd have saved my money and bought a house earlier and things like that and saved money better. But I didn't. And, uh, but I have been cleaning out my garage, which I always considered was the first 50 years of my life. And I, and it brings so many memories. And I realized that I, I have had a very fun, involved life. I have traveled, I've been to Europe and Africa, and I've been in all but five states. And I, um, but a lot of it came after that 45 mark when I realized, okay, you're going to do this life alone. So it's been interesting. And, and if I had, if I was back at 21, I would wish that someone would have guided me a little more. But my family expected me to get married because that's what you did. I always felt like I went to college to get my MRS degree. <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't mean I haven't had a great life. I have a terrific life now. I have so many friends. I have retiree lunches that of people that I've known for 50 years. Um, I, I have always been a dog lover. And I have my Mandy. Uh -oh. <laughs> She's taking a nap. <laughs> anyway, um, I she's my sixth dog over the years, and um, it's anyway. I have a great life, so uh, it's it's not it's not as strong in some areas as with family. I have in the last uh, three years, I've lost both of my brothers. So that is the final of us five kids. And I am, so I am alone now as far as siblings go. And with nieces and nephews, it's not the same as if it was your own kids. So I feel some loneliness and, um, but I have, I have a lot of friends at church and I have a lot of friends elsewhere. So, um, and I still do a lot of volunteer work. I helped start a youth bookstore at our city library. And I um, was on the board of directors of Musical Theater West, which is a regional professional theater organization in Long Beach. I was on their board of directors for 10 years and I still do volunteer work there when the performances are on. So um, I, I've had a good life. Good, and there's more ahead. And there's more, hey, I'm not ready to quit. <laughs>
Okay. Thank. All right, Jeffrey. We're to you. Okay. Um. Let me tell you that I need to go now because I have a couple of friends coming to go to the theater. But gosh, it's okay. been great. I Thanks, would Judy. love if we could do this once in a while. I agree. So I hope we don't wait so long again. Okay, we'll do it. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Judy. Have fun. for putting this on. You are awesome. Thank you. Okay. okay. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Jeff. Gail, thank you for doing this. When I got the invitation, I, I said, well, I'll tune in, see where this goes. And um, I've been riveted. I love hearing everybody's stories. Um, it's meaningful. And um, it has um, been great connecting with people who I thought I wouldn't for a long time. My life lesson is gratitude. Gratitude for the small things in life. Mm. And um, in my career, um, I immersed myself totally into the career. I became a physician. I became, and, and I was driven. Um, I wanted to be the best doctor that I could be. And that entailed a ton of work and effort on my part. Um, and I, uh, I, Finished my residency in emergency medicine. I was one, I was in the second class in the nation to graduate, became board certified, worked in a downtown ghetto hospital at California Hospital for years, ran the emergency department for a while, um, joined a medical group called Healthcare Partners where I met lifelong friends and practiced for 38 years in downtown LA. Um, but the, but that process took a toll because I had to work so hard and I, at keeping up, which was critical and the practice of medicine, it, it was not easy. It was fun. I loved it. Um, and I miss it now that I'm retired. Um, so as a result, <clears throat> emotionally, I was retarded. I mean, I just, I, <clears throat> I didn't have social skills. And I, um, it took a while for me to develop. It, um, I had two marriages that failed. Um, and then I met Lori when I was 40. And we've been married this August. It'll be 40 years. Oh, and she is the love of my life. Um, we are commonly uncommon in that we have different views um, about some things, um, but we share a lot of interests. We've done a ton together. Uh, and uh, that has um, been a great comfort and a great joy. Um, since I retired, um, we, I should say, we have one daughter who is the light of our lives. Uh, her name is Britton. She's 30 and she has become a stylist 
which I knew absolutely nothing about and have since learned. Um, and it's, it's fun to follow her career path. And she is a good person, which gives me a great deal of joy. Um, since I retired, I grew my hair long. And um, for two years, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I love golf. And I said, well, I'll just play golf seven days a week. Well, my body said no. And so I decided um, that's not going to happen. And I got into music. And, um, and it, it's because of Lori. She was into it. She's been into music her whole life. And I picked up the guitar and I started playing it. And even though I have deformed hands, I um, have had workarounds and I'm able to do it. I play all the time. I love it. I sing. I dabbled in the harmonica. I've played drums. I'm really into it. And it is um, a great sense of joy. But going circling back, it is, I, now that I'm retired, I have time to appreciate the little things in life, like your breath, your heartbeat, your thoughts. Um, I know Henry was talking about having a quiet mind. Um, I can quiet my mind, but I don't regret my thoughts. I embrace them and see where they take me. Um, and um, so gratitude is a lesson that I wish I had at 21 to appreciate um, what's going on in your life. I have it now. I enjoy it. I have a wonderful life. Um, I have lots of friends and um, I have traveled. I've traveled extensively, um, but with COVID and my compromised immune status, I fear that those days are limited, um, but I cherish the times that I have traveled. And um, that's about it. What, what did you learn from the first two marriages? Because I always think of them as- Not to marry those people again. Um, <laughs> Why did you marry them? <laughs> they were beautiful. Um, sex, to be very candid. Um, yes. And it was, it was, you know, the thrill of somebody mentioned conquest. It was the thrill of a new relationship. Um, both lasted <coughs> relatively short times, about two years, and they were definitely the wrong people. Uh, so it taught me, um, don't do that again. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, things have, uh, you know, Lori is a wonderful person. It hasn't been a totally smooth ride. We fight. Um, we have our differences. And, um, but we love each other and, and it's taught me to appreciate that. Beautiful. Um, these are, these are touching. Um, let's see if we have everybody, but I think it's my turn. I want to show yes, you it my, is. yeah, you I want to, you. I want to show you my puppy, Bella. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Come here. 
Me, come here, me. Bradley? Can you see Bella? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how cute. Oh, lap dog. Cute. An Aussie, right? She's a mini Australian Shepherd and she's a handful as Ginny knows. <laughs> she's nonstop. Um, oh, she's so cute. Yeah, it, that's that's what helps. She's it's like having a toddler. It's like having a two-year-old. Yeah. It really helps that they're cute. <laughs> she's so cute when she sleeps. But I, our, be I, our I beloved will... pooch is uh, Omar. He's out on the sun deck. I would love to share him. Oh, go well. get Omar. <laughs> Joel, go get him. Oh, hold on. I'll be back. Oh, okay. Oh, Peggy, how cute! Cute. <laughs> Oh, Frank, let's see your puppy. That's Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. My wife preferred to sleep with Bradley Cooper than <clears throat> Bruno. Bradley Cooper. Oh, how cute. Oh, cute. He's pretty. What color <laughs> yeah. do you call that? What color Brown. is he? <laughs> Brown. Look at dark. <laughs> dark pants. So cute. Kind of cafe au lait. Yeah. Oh, Peggy, let's see. Oh, this is... <laughs> Peggy, let's see your dog. Oh. To rescue. I lucked out. <laughs> how old is the How old? Wait. Um, Peggy, how old is your puppy? <coughs> You're muted. Oh. Wait, Peggy, you got muted. Peggy, you got muted. Un we didn't hear a thing you said. Oh, there, sorry. How old is your puppy or dog? This one is five. This is a rescue I got. Oh. Um, and then I have a new puppy that's two months old that's like having a child. So I yeah. basically, <laughs> yeah, that's all I do is take care of dogs right now. Well, show us your two-year-old, two-month-old. But really? You want me to go get? All right. I will. Where are you, Brett? Where are you, Brett? Bradley I'm trying to make head. Omar visible. <clears throat> okay. Any of you ever see the show Lucky Dog on television with Brandon McMillan? No. Bradley inspired the show and he got three Emmys for the show. But uh, Brandon, who's a dog trainer, animal trainer, he found Bradley at the, uh, at the pound, picked him up oh, and uh, dance and stuff. Oh my God, look at Peggy's puppy. Oh, oh that's so precious. <laughs> I think that gets the cute puppy prize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. What what's the puppy's name? Um, this one is Mick and the and the other one is Minnie. <laughs> yeah. So Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> what kind what kind is Mick? Uh, they're both Yorkshire Terriers. But his ears flopped down, and mm -hmm. when I got him, they had him all pinned up, and I think that's awful. So we took the, you know, the tape off, and maybe they end up like this, but I don't really care. Oh, I would so pin cute. up his ears all the time. Oh, <laughs> oh that's great. So, so Gail, Gail, can we hear more from you? Yeah, but let's see Joel's dog. <laughs> this is Omar. He's 11 and a half. Oh, wow. He's very beautiful. Yeah, he, he looks very noble. 
He is noble. He is yeah. perfect. Oh, he's beautiful. <laughs> he's a sweet soul as well. That looks sweet. Okay. Um, all right. Any more dogs to share? <laughs> um, um, okay, I'll do my what I wish I'd learned. Wait, I gotta make myself that spotlight. Okay, and then I'm gonna take Joel away. Um, so I wrote it down that I, what I wish I'd known at 21 is that your thoughts, your intentions are really powerful. So it's really important to be focused on a clear goal and to be focused on the positive and not just kind of drift. And um, I, I knew it, but I wish I knew it even more to really pay attention to your intuition and your um, higher guidance. And um, I wish that I'd known that you don't have to be married to have intercourse. Because I thought, even at 21, that if you love someone, you will marry them. And then, then you can have sex. So skirted intercourse for that reason. I would have taken you up on the offer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like Peggy said, we were pretty naive and... And like, like um, Jeff said, we were pretty immature emotionally. <laughs> or at least I'll speak for myself. Um, and then I wish I'd known that uh, having a baby really changes your life. Because when I had a baby, I thought I'll keep on teaching and writing and have a baby. And I didn't understand how much one's life is transformed by uh, becoming a parent. And I wish I'd known, this is a small point, but that any business arrangement, even with friends, you put in writing. Mm -hmm. And um, I wish I'd known that procrastination doesn't work. And <laughs> like I was, I was teaching, uh, after I graduated from Berkeley, I taught at Southgate Junior High History. And one day I realized that their homework assignments had filled up a closet. <laughs> so I had piles and piles and piles of homework that I procrastinated um, checking off. So um, I, I, I've, I've um, learned to be more disciplined and uh, not put things off. Like in high school, I only studied what I was interested in. So I didn't do math. And my geometry teacher, I don't remember his name, said, um, don't ever take math again. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give, <it a> heart. <laughs> Give me a seat. <laughs> uh, and that's another thing I'm grateful for is because I never could have gotten into Berkeley today with, with the grades that I had that were so uneven. So we were, we were a lucky generation. Um, okay, so we've... We've covered the water. I just want to say one, one thing. Um, my dad had the foresight to make me take a typing class in high school. And I think I was the only guy in it. <laughs> and I hated it. Um, I mean, it, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. But boy, have I thanked him because with the advent of computers, which of course we had no clue of back then, um, I can type, I can still type. So thank you, Dad, I appreciate it.
I took typing because the teacher was a beautiful, well-proportioned woman. <laughs> oh, now we're learning. Um, what was it? What else do we... The, the, I, when I think of high school, I think of how clicky it was. Like, and people have talked about that. But I think that's the nature of high school. I think if you go to any high school in, in the country, there will be the jocks eating here, the cheerleaders eating here, the theater people eating there at lunchtime. So I, I think that's just the nature of high school is that it's clicky. It, Do they still you, have clubs in high school? I know that, I mean, that was such a big thing at uni. Do they still have them in high school? I'm sure they um, do. I, I, it depends on the high school, right? I mean, our clubs were Y clubs, correct? Mm -hmm. They were through the think, Y. I think it's a shame because I think it just narrowed our group of friends. And I never got to know anybody outside of my club. I love everyone in my club, but yeah. We knew some Parisians yeah. and that was about it. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, very few. But our, our club was a security blanket. It made us feel, you know, that we were secure. We, we had each other's backs and... Right. Um, but it's interesting that who appeared for this get together was the Mamsells. Isn't it? Yeah, because I organized it, right? So the Mamsells <laughs> felt loyal. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember this funny thing. A friend of mine and I <clears throat> went to a Y dance. I will not say her name. And we went to Kathy's house to get dressed for the dance. And at that point, we weren't very busty. And so we put um, toilet paper in our bras and we would like go poke, poke, poke and have Kathy say, okay, that's too much <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> put in more. Do you remember that, Kathy? <laughs> I don't, but I've always been a designer. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interior decorating. <laughs> That's funny. Um, any other um, high school crushes or secrets to reveal at this point? I actually got a crush on you post high school. Um, I, I was impressed that you were writing books and, and uh, I don't know, I just, uh, I, I, I thought if, if there had been uh, an opportunity for us to get to know each other better, I would have, I would have enjoyed that. I, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Thanks. Does anybody know what happened to Judy Udkoff? Yes, we check in with each other about once or twice a year. Uh, she lives in uh, Klamath Falls, Oregon, and uh, say hi for me when you. I sure will. Yeah, yeah. I had a crush on her. So did I. She was my kindergarten girl. I mean, I, I had a crush on her back in uh, kindergarten and the first grade, and uh, we actually were good friends throughout elementary school. And and uh, in any case, uh, she is one of two people. The other is Dan Hayton. Uh, with whom I'm still in touch with uh, since since uh, those early days. 
And what about Leonard Hoagland? I did know, I know who Leonard was and, and I, you know, I, I would have liked to have known him better, but yeah. he was not one of my companions. Danny uh, Hayton was, um, it was interesting because people didn't think of him as being an intellectual, but he ended up teaching sociology at San Jose State, right? Yeah, and, and Berkeley as well. He, uh, well, he actually, he got a degree in criminology and, uh, and uh, some, uh, no, it wasn't San Jose State, it was uh, Sonoma State hmm. that he taught at. Hmm. And uh, he was there for quite a number of years. And uh, I actually helped him write his uh, bachelor's thesis because uh, he, he was not all that literate at the time. And, and uh, uh, I don't know, I, I proofread a lot of what he, what he wrote. And I, I think he got by a lot by you know, getting people to help him that way. But, but he's a, an incredibly bright person and, and uh, you know, very tuned into the world in other ways. And, and uh, you know, I, I still uh, really uh, deeply appreciate the friendship with him. But back to crushes. Back to crushes. <laughs> uh, my crush was uh, Keith Nafig, and so I'm gay. And, oh. But I didn't, I didn't admit it at the time. In fact, I didn't come out until uh, three years ago. What, that's what, a long. That's a long uh, uh, staying in the closet. Did you uh, have um, significant others that you just didn't talk about? Uh, well, how do you mean? I mean, did you have relationships, but you were they were just kind of quiet behind the scenes relationships? No, uh -uh. but I, I did. I did uh, uh, fall in love with uh, someone up here in Oregon, but it was. Um, uh, one way. I mean, I was gay and he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's it. Well, there's time. And now you're out. So there's, it's more likely that you'll meet somebody. Well, there isn't much time because I have a terminal cancer and I probably don't have more than a year to live. So uh, I'm just kind of making the most of it right now. Maybe you still got a year. Uh, yeah, maybe. We'll and there's, there's remissions. The Institute of Noetic Sciences did a big study of spontaneous remissions of stage four cancers. And the people lived a long time. So just because a doctor says it doesn't mean it's true. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, several months past the, uh, the initial uh, estimate. So uh, I'm hoping to hold on. I, I'm in pretty good physical shape. I used to motocross uh, race. I used to race uh, dirt bikes and, and I did that for uh, about 10 years. So my uh, you know, body's in, in actually pretty good shape. So I think that's one of the reasons I'm uh, hanging on. Good. You look great. You mm -hmm. do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we'll set the intention that, um, that you can defy the diagnosis. Because it does happen all the time. All right. <laughs> um, so any anything else that we would say to our grandchildren or friends' grandchildren that we haven't? Um, yeah, be nice to old people because you'll be one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You don't know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
And Goldman Pond, I think Henry Fonda said it best. Getting old is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) Man, is he, those are true words were never spoken. (laughs) But we're wiser. Oh yeah, yes. Okay. All right, well, we, we definitely should do this again. Thank you for uh, turning out and we'll have to figure out how we get people. Thank you for be doing the heavy lifting, Gail. Well, the heavy lifting was fun. Come in and say hi. Great. Okay. Really great. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Good to see everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye. See you, Kathy. See you next time. Good to see you.